In the motion picture industry, the star vehicle is a tale as old as time, a way to take a bankable star and rake the public for some extra cashola before they move on to a newer make and model. We know referring to human actors as objects isn't great, but we do love a solid star vehicle. When was the last time you said no to an Angelina Jolie movie? Um, never. Do we care about plot and solid writing? Nope. Not when Julia Roberts graces our screen. So, we're watching movies the way your mom watches them. We are asking a lot of questions we'll never have the answers to, but we're keeping our eyes peeled for the stars. Movie critics, we are not. But that won't stop us from preserving this sacred art form. Join us each week as we recap, reframe, and sometimes rewrite your favorite star vehicle. Okay, good morning, Stephen. Good morning. Almost afternoon for you. We're getting a little bit of a later start. How do you feel about that? Okay. I'm just going with the change. It's still the morning technically, so yeah, I'm willing to I'm willing to let it go. Just this once. <laughs> just this once. <laughs> yeah, so okay. I mean, I, I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever, but I know I have, so this is weird for me, but I'm like, Yeah, what, we, what we did the same thing about a week ago and then we texted <laughs> every day. So <laughs> And then we've texted every day since. <laughs> but you're right. And like, you're right. I haven't like, se- <laughs> haven't seen you in a while. You're you're right that we have texted every day since and it's been like super like like back and forth too, like rapid fire text. Cause a lot, yeah, a very, lot very business, very business lady energy. Hey, <laughs> we need an update on this. What's what are the numbers? What are the numbers? <laughs> yeah, no, a lot went on this week in the realm of our favorite influencer in um Who's our favorite we'll influencer? Oh. Well that's private. <laughs> we can't tell them who she is. We, we can't. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth happening this week. Um, and you're in the throes of law school. I am in the throes of th- thrills. Thro- throes? That's, that's the expression. Is that the expression? Because I just said, I said you're in the throes of law school, but I wasn't sure. I just, I just was like, I hope that's it. It is thrilling. And there, I think I am in the throes of law school. So I watched another star vehicle, Legally Blonde, to get myself in the mood, so to speak. But... <laughs> And that one's a classic, Classic. Right? Yeah, I actually have to sit, give that like a watch start to finish. It's always on like TBS or something. Great Selma Blair role. She was like a real 90s queen. Real 90s queen. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like I saw, is it Cruel Intentions with her? Love. Yeah. I saw that in theaters like a year or two ago. I was I was like, you know what? I'm going to go try to give this one a, Someone a was spin. A year ago? Someone was putting Cruel Intentions yeah, on the screen? Some, Someone known as the conglomerate of Regal Cinemas oh. was like, oh, we're going to do an anniversary showing of Cool Intentions. And I love the movie. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go like sit in a dark theater and see what's up. There, I Hold like up. going to the movies, I think, in New York City. But I find the the theaters are so big. Like, you know, the Midtown ones? Uh, yeah, they're, to the two times square. Cavernous. The from each other. They're like tiered seating. I'm obsessed with those ones. I love how you can kind of like go in and forget you're in a city. That's how I feel. Got it. <laughs> I don't know. It's too big for me. <laughs> Readers at home, I was really trying to look at Steven's face on that got it to be like, did he care? And I, like, I, you didn't let off how you felt. <laughs> I just think it's too big. I think it's too many it's people. Scary. It's It's way too scary. 
I don't know. A lot of escalators, folks at home. Like if you haven't been to the two Escalator city. Quite literally, Escalator City. They give you like, like they. You could look at your ticket and it'll say Theater Four, and you could think, "Great, that has to be on the second floor." But no, it's like seven <laughs> escalators away, <laughs> down a hallway, across a bridge, and like it's then you really then hard. you can then you can find the theater maybe if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, and like to keep the flow of traffic, they they have all these up and down escalators and no other way to get up and down. And then they like pen you into different areas, and yes, as that's you it. as they you progress you in. into the dungeon. They like section off what concessions you can buy. And then by the time you're yes. in your corral, they're like popcorn only. <laughs> <laughs> you do like, you just keep following it up. You're like, I hope this is right. And then like, before you know it, you're like four floors up. Like, oh shit. What I needed was two floors down. Right. Yeah. We saw Hustlers. We saw Hustlers in, in the big, the, in the big, big time theater. Nothing is worse than the Lincoln Center Theater, though. This is very New York specific because they don't use theater numbers. They all have names. They're like the Pharaoh Theater. And it's like Egyptian themed. But like that doesn't really give any inkling of where it is in the building. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been to that theater since school. Yeah, it was. a Uh, Reminisce. Okay, I mean, we don't have to like keep up with the small talk. I know you guys are so interested in today's movie. We are discussing New in Town from 2009 with Renee Zellweger, a star. A star. Like, goes without saying. A star, star, star. I'd never seen this movie before, and I, I, I did give you a little preview last night when I sent you a text, but I loved it. I loved Yay. this movie. I'm so happy. It was so good. I So my mom like used to buy us just like, dollar store dvds you know those like dvd crates right. at like a walmart five and below. Be, like, 99 cents <laughs> yeah something like that like a 2.99 dvd so like this was one of our dvd grabs yeah. from like probably 2009 and so my siblings and <laughs> straight i straight to bin <laughs> my mom's like i got you guys some movies go through them and it's like the jackass movie in this and i'm like oh cool thank you we'll watch this one first <laughs> and like it's really funny this is like slightly pre-streaming 2009 so it's we didn't right have on the streaming. cusp it's right on the cusp yeah so my siblings and i were like okay let's give this one a little spin spin and we loved this yeah at the time like we were obsessed with it i have to admit popped it in remembered almost zero things <laughs> well it's funny because when you suggested the movie you were like oh it was one of it was one of my really formative movies i was like it came out in 2009 you were like 20 years old like <laughs> How formative was a fucking liar. <laughs> well, not to... Okay, this is... I hate bringing this up, but we had a van growing up that had a TV in it. <laughs> it's I, it's like I know the van. Do you know the kind of van I'm talking yes. about? It's like a sh- big Chevy van, and we would use it to go to Florida. So my mom, like I said, would do these like discount bin hauls, and my <laughs> siblings and I would have like 22-hour drives to right. just like pick movies. Right. And so this one was on rotation and we watched it like a lot. <laughs> so like it's really why it do I is, remember none? It's easy viewing for sure. Yeah. And it I love this kind of movie because it feels a little a little edgy maybe if you're in your teens, but nothing <laughs> that you would feel uncomfortable if your parents walked in the room. <laughs> oh yeah, and like that ha- that was a main criteria because my dad and my parents would be in the front seat driving and they would like be listening. Yeah, monitoring like, the chatter. <laughs> yeah, and it was so embarrassing because like we'd be like, let's watch Mean Girls and then my dad would be listening in the front seat and it was like, it was more awkward than if he watched. Imagine, imagine on one of those trips, your mom was like, put this in. 
sweetest thing goes in the goes in the drawer. <laughs> you guys are locked in your seats trying to turn it off. <laughs> I would always hold the remote. Um, Just in I, case. I like. I think this is where my Two anxiety probably started. <laughs> Yeah, my anxiety started here because I would be gri- gripping the remote with a death grip. And when I knew like a part in Mean Girls was coming up, I would like click it down a couple. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched Mean Girls at home, I like watched it in my basement just to, just to ensure like minimal observance could be had of like the material. Oh my God. Lucky you. My mom literally took me to theaters. <laughs> I was like, mom, I really want to see this. <laughs> I remember that the worst, not the worst movie that I where the most graphic movie I saw with with a parent in the theater was Meet the Fockers, which was, that was a really bad, that was a really bad parental decision. But <laughs> we were a really family awkward. that just like couldn't get enough of Meet the Parents. So when Meet the- A lot of families were When like Meet this. the Fockers came out, this seemed like, this was our moment to go- It was a no-brainer. Of course <laughs> the family's no-brainer. going. Barbara Streisand's in it. How bad could it be? Put your popcorn in your shirt. That's what we would do. Yeah. Get in the car. We're going. <laughs> yeah, that was like uh <laughs> sneaking snacks into the movie theater is such a vibe. It was so fun. We did it. Yeah. Illicit affairs when you're like 12. Yeah, it was to me, it was just normal. Oh yeah, no. The snacks at the movie theater are stupid. I got a soda at the movies yesterday for seven dollars. <laughs> Bullshit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They didn't have a oh refill mug. <laughs> Oh my god. So anyway, new so in town. So anyway, new in town. Watched it with the fam, loved it. It's rated PG, worth noting. It is? So nothing. That's yeah. great. Oh my god. That's so nice. It is rated <laughs> it really PG. Is. I agree. It don't it deserved it. Yeah, it's it a deserved PG. it. It's totally PG. It's this is the most PG PG movie I've ever seen. When I turned I it, wished it was PG thirteen. Yeah. I wish they would have pushed it a little bit, but I'm happy that the PG allowed for greater distribution. Now, when the movie turned on, I this is kind of similar with some of the other movies that we've done, but I didn't recognize any of the production companies at the beginning. <laughs> I wrote That's down a great I, sign. I wrote down Gold Circle Films. Never heard of it. <laughs> I was confused by that cuz in my brain this was like a huge studio f- flick that made millions me too so i was like what's gold circle that photo of her with the off the shoulder like blue sweater like kind of smirking at the audience mm-hmm. in the poster yeah i was like that's a that's a big budget movie like yeah that's what i thought i was surprised that none of the studio houses were in my brain <laughs> Yeah, I was also confused when I saw that. I was like, wait, where's like Universal though? Right. Like where where are the big guys? Because it made money. Like it was successful. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, same. Okay, wait. Let's um let's do our summary. Oh, I'm jumping. And ahead. then um then we'll jump right in. You're like, wait. Mm-mm. Wait, Mm-mm. Steven. <laughs> um, yet another summary that I haven't read beforehand. So this is a cold read. Just give it your best shot. Okay, here and go, we go all the way through. Sometimes you stop midway because you get self conscious when you m- make a mistake. <sighs> Calling me out. Okay. <clears throat> Lucy Hill, Renee Zellweger, an ambitious executive, lives the high life in Miami. She loves climbing the corporate ladder as well as all the material goods that her successes can buy. When she's offered a temporary assignment to restructure a factory in a backwater town, she eagerly accepts and anticipates a huge promotion in the pipeline. However, 
What Lucy gets is a life-changing experience and romance with the man of her dreams, Harry Connick Jr. Mm. So good. The, I'm trying to. I tried to plug in some some buzzwords pipeline that we've pipeline <laughs> management pipeline, but um, backwater town. I love back, that was a very nice touch. Backwater town. Backwater town. It's Minnesota, fam. It is Minnesota, but and kind of just to jump right in, the first scene of the movie is is not Renee Zellweger. It's actually it's actually Minnesota, if you remember. And it's yes. kind of some establishing shots of Minnesota. Yeah, with the with a quirky cast of gals who are like scrapbooking. This is Love them. this is unlike anything I expected to see in the United States of America. They were depicting Minnesota as if it was Siberia, the way that they were shooting <laughs> this locale. It was like offensive. It was so. It was. I know that they were not Minnesota all the time, all the time. I was like, I know that we want to draw a contrast between Miami and we'll get to like why they chose Miami, but like between Miami and Minnesota, but they were making Minnesota look like, uh, look like uh, Russia. Like, like uh, it's the scene in the, in what Star Wars is it? Where they're on that ice planet. (laughs) Yeah. It looked like Hoth. (laughs) It was Hoth. (laughs) it like like yeah, no so signs confused. of civilization anywhere like <laughs> snow the lake is finally frozen over yeah we'll get to the accent work but snow drifts <laughs> everywhere like you couldn't see an same... inch in front of your face i was like they kept huh. using the same establishing shot outside oh. of that factory the same shot it's the same it shot was that shot and then snow. like the road shot they constantly mm-hmm. would cut to yeah the um, same one but you're right. So they cut to these women at a table. And what were they discussing? They're like, so I had to go back because I, I feel like that sometimes accents make me like tune out. Like right. I'm not really listening. I'm just looking. So like on first pass, they're scrapbooking and there's a lot of. Um, so cute. Go- there's idle gossip. And then, yeah. So they are talking about like very right away. They're getting right into it. They're like, did you hear the plant in oh, town right. is looking, yeah, is looking for oh a house because the one woman is a is like a real estate agent Van Houten, right? <laughs> sure, you're right, right, right. Francis Conroy, like, who yeah, Francis Conroy, you should remember was um, American Horror Story is no, where I know her from. No, you no, you don't. You know her as the head maid from Made in Manhattan. <laughs> That's where you know her from. That too. <laughs> So I've just failed the cumulative cumulative curriculum. Yeah, you have to go. This is like Candyland. You have to go back to the first position on the board. Yeah, I. If this was a cumulative exam, I've absolutely failed because I've I forgot what came before. Yeah, shame on me. Yeah, yeah. Francis Conroy, the supporting work in this movie, the star of Made in Manhattan. Yeah, the star of Made in Manhattan. (laughs) Um, like Francis Conroy's in this. Um, oh my God, who else with the. I didn't. He's like, not, I didn't know any of the other actors. Um, J.K. Simmons. Okay, yeah. Was he wearing prosthetics? <laughs> uh, no. Looked it up. Gained four. Okay. He gained weight for the role. Picture this: you for gained this, weight for New in Town for 2009's New in Town with a budget of eight million dollars. That's wild. That is you wild. Pack on to a me. tight forty. 
okay no they thought this movie was going somewhere yeah okay got it that was that's shocking i just assumed that he was wearing some sort of prosthetics okay okay you gotta chew all i will have to chew on that later digest that (laughs) but um okay the accents were interesting and i think it's tough when you have a template like like fargo where this accent has been perfected by Frances McDormand in a way that like pays respect to the community and doesn't create a caricature. Mm, yeah. With these accents that they were doing, they were, I almost, here's what I wished. I wish that they either tried to make it a little bit more serious and like try to go the Frances McDormand route and really nail it or ham it up and just go totally over the line. Because yeah. we were in the gray area where I was like, they're they're really trying, but they're, they're not felt, like, getting it. <laughs> to your point, I think every actor made a choice whether it was going to be hammy or real yeah. for them. Right. Whether it was successful or not remains to be, you know, debated. But like Shab- Siobhan, Siobhan. That's the, the secretary. Lead- yeah, her her lead secretary. She, I think, made the decision ham. Like I'm gonna ham it. One hundred percent. And 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 you can see her get. You can see it. her get more comfortable as the filming goes on. She does. <laughs> and then I feel like someone like a J.K. Simmons. I think he made the choice to be like, this is a real Minnesota accent. He thought he was gonna be submitting this for for to the Academy for awards consideration. He, yeah. And Harry Connick Jr. I was like, the local what hunk. even. What is your accent? I have no idea. I now, think it was Southern. <laughs> now, what is a Harry Connick Jr.? I thought what he is was he? so creepy. So this. creepy and so... He is so creepy. So angry. Yeah. He has anger management issues. But but what does he do outside of... In the f- no, 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 no. Outside of the movie? Uh, is he an actor I by know. trade? What does he do? <laughs> I'm confused by Harry Connick Jr. I feel like I've constantly like missed a reading on him. Like is I'm in class and I like take out the reading. Yeah, because he is a singer, but I think he's just like one of those like um cocktail-y cabaret like gimmicky singers. But he has like a whole Christmas album. Okay. Um the Harry Connick Jr. and like older women love him. They're like, "Oh, it's Harry Connick Jr." and you're like, "Who cares?" He okay. More yeah, but than, I think he's also an actor. And I, I, I know I say this line in every movie, but uh, it's true now, and I, it might change in the future, but for right now, it's, it's 100% true. He was doing nothing for me. And if anything, like yeah. he was like the, most, the least interesting romance I've seen. Thus far, and Thus we've seen far, a lot, you guys. I'd rather have Kevin back from Monster-in-Law. <laughs> Oh no, I wouldn't say he's the worst. Um, Kevin's definitely up there for me. Yeah, but Harry Connick Jr. This felt like a misfit. This felt like a miscast. He's so creepy in this role. Yeah, I was just like, he needs help. I mean, beyond at the very least, Renee's corporate expertise. I know he's like not okay. He could use some support probably for single parents. Oh yeah, Hmm. and he um. Oh my god, I've just like lost my train of thought. Sorry. Never mind. We'll come back to it. Well, okay. So, okay, gl- glad we nailed down the ladies. But then we cut to we cut to someplace warm, and we know it's warm because there are palm trees. 
and, mm-hmm. and son. Renee Zellweger finally we is taking a Thank jog. God. She's taking a jog. And mm-hmm. she's running through the locale, which we come to find out is Miami. And she wraps up her run and goes to work. Now, when I think of Miami, I don't think of it as a, a business <laughs> locale. Do many businesses have their headquarters in Miami? You know, it's actually becoming quite the little hub. Oh. I'm going to say. I think it is. I think, um, well, you know, real estate down there is a lot better than New York. True. Rent a building. True. Um, I thought we were in California, worth noting, but that's like a me problem. Like, if it's a city, I'm oh, like, no, we're in I New York. Oh, no. I assumed from beat one that this is California. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. California. Miami like, I is just like such notes. a random choice. <laughs> yeah. I guess for I, the juxtaposition in terms of temperatures, they really wanted to beat that into our head that she likes warm weather. I know the writer was like, okay, Minnesota is hot. <laughs> Minnesota <laughs> is to hot as Miami is to Tatooine. the core of the sun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to keep it in the realm of Star Wars. Sorry. Yeah, you... My bad. Okay. So she shows up to work late, by the way. All the men tell Sorry, her. Sorry, I'm late. Yeah. Which. I was uncomfortable in that scene. The casual sexism in that workplace was not fun for me. It was it, it was weird because, like, were we supposed to laugh or were we supposed to be like, oh, these guys, like... It was, like, so on the nose. And I can only hope that in 2009 we were like... No, I don't hope this, but I feel like in 2009 we were like, ha, 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 guys are so funny. And now I, I'm like, I think Fuck that's what you. they wanted. I think they wanted her to, I think, like, okay, that scene where she goes to work and then they remand her to Minnesota takes place in a minute and a half. And yeah. I think, like, to make the choice to show us that she arrives late, I could only reason that like they wanted to do that to somehow give these guys like a justification for being like dismissive and rude to her yeah I because otherwise they were just like smirking at her and they were smirk smug assholes the whole minute and a half of the scene you're right like her arriving late kind of was no bearing on the scene and they still I guess they were trying to use it but um, I rewatched it. It's this not a reason to send someone to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, to literally ship them off to Middle America. But one of the guys literally goes, "Lucy's single. She can go and do it on site." Oh, <laughs> Isn't right. That so that's the rudest thing. Yeah, I've ever heard in an office setting in a film. Very casual sexism. But, Lucy's single. She can go do it on site, and she's like, "No, I'd rather do it from here." Which you can do. You can manage something from offsite. One hundred percent. And they're like, "They're like, no, it'll be it'll be faster." They've clearly out there. been doing it for the whole span of. Well, no, they they we do find out that there have been other managers that come in and out. But what I could have used a little bit more of in this scene is just a little information about what exactly this company is. What did they do? I really couldn't get a hand. And I'm telling you from the, even at the last minute of the movie, I still didn't really understand what this company does. Okay. This is what I kind of gathered. I feel like they're like a, the head, they're like a Kellogg's. Okay. They're like a, they're like like an umbrella brand that man, that like has. Yeah. They're an umbrella brand. 
that has like plants all over okay. working on food items and okay. they were talking about how like this plant in minnesota d- deals in like whey protein snacks and other crap oh yeah and um right they want bars cl- yeah those bars and then they want to shut it down or like they want to reduce personnel by 50 percent. yeah they want to shift it to robotics Boring. they want to get rid of the people and make it a robotics plant that just is automated there we go boom that part I, that part okay glad we pieced that together okay so in the blink of an eye they basically were like you're getting on a plane this afternoon see you later yep in typical movie fashion in typical movie timeline fashion fast but i fast, fast, fast. but i did five minutes. i did i appreciated by minute five we were already on our way to minnesota i love that yeah get me right get there. me right there we don't because you know her being in miami it only is important just to show that she likes warm weather. Yeah. Like there's, there's, yeah, we exactly. don't need anything else there. Uh-huh. I was so on board. I love, I'll make fun of movie timelines like till the cows come home. <laughs> Minnesota reference. Oh. <laughs> That's really triggering for Renee as we will come to find out. As we will come to find out. But I will make fun of a movie timeline forever, but I appreciate um, a real streamlined approach always, always. I want to be where we were going in the first five minutes. Please don't waste my time. 100%. Like, I think you're right. Like, does it does it sometimes sacrifice any sort of semblance of plot? Absolutely. But from a viewing perspective, this is fabulous. This is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Now, as she's, as she's en route to Minnesota, we... <laughs> start to find out that all the other past managers have some of them have like met their demise some of them have like <laughs> had to flee the area like the they're really setting this it up. is a cursed like... position one of them froze i think to death one of them like froze yeah one <laughs> one of them i forget but there's something is something is rotten in the state of Denmark when it comes to this position. Cursed job and our gal is already on her way. No turning back now. Yeah, but I was like, again, I, I really had no context for this movie. But when they were telling this oral history of how all these other managers met their end, I was like, oh, is this a spooky movie? Like... <laughs> Are you talking about when, like, she when um, her secretary? Um, oh my God, is what's her name? I know the actress is Siobhan, Siobhan Fallon. No Are you idea. talking about when she picks her up in the car? No, when she's talking with oh, okay. Francis Conroy, and they're sort of recounting okay. how all the other managers, because they assume yeah. that the new manager is going to be a guy, and they're like, "I hope he is ready for." Yeah, they're it. like, a, they're like, "I hope whoever the sad sack guy they hire is fine." And it's like a quick, it's a cut to a hard cut to Renee just jogging. Right. Which, by the way, we're gonna add jogging on our list of star vehicle like quirks. You know. Oh. Always a jog. Always a jog. Now, I will say this: Renee in this movie looks so chic. Her outfits. I think they've stood the test of time. She could walk out of that movie and walk into today, and she would look normal yeah i agree i was so impressed by that like there was no dating of the of the clothing None. i thought Those she looked really great. classic collared shirts with like really classic like suits and if anything, the outfits in Minnesota were quirky, but I love like I love those love. sweatshirts nothing with felt like, flowers so on them. dated like that I felt like we were in a different world yeah I had to go look up the 
year of this after the fact because I kind of had a memory of it being a really early movie, but I was like, then I checked and it was 2009 and I was kind of shocked. I, you, I would I have guessed early it. 2000s. Like, yeah, I would have guessed early 2000s too, but, um, because sim- no, no. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Similar to a, the sweetest thing, like that image of her sitting on that suitcase in snow like, how many times have you scrolled past that on Netflix? Like, a million times. Like, it's it's in your face everywhere. <laughs> They're really trying to push it. They're trying to make it have a second life. And I know it's like, in today's day and age, it's such low-hanging fruit to, like, comment on, like, what Renee Zellweger's face looks like. She looks really beautiful in this movie. Yeah. This is the Renee face I know and love. This like, is, like, stunning. It. And, like... yeah. I just found her so what's been fun about this experience has been like seeing the energy that all the different stars bring us and coming off of Cameron Diaz, who's like, like very like, like uh, up and down, up and down, very frenetic. It was nice to spend some time with Renee who, and I know she was, I know that she was working because like she was on set and like they were, they were filming her. Like I know she was at work, but like she really gives off the energy that she's not putting any effort in. And I say that as a compliment. No, it's like the biggest compliment I she's think so, that like, you can give at, a performer. Like she never once gives you the impression that she's working. Yeah. I was really impressed. You're right. She has such like a groundedness to her and like a confidence about what she's doing and saying. And you feel like you're just watching her be. She's so easy. Nice. It is such easy viewing. And even when she's kind of being biting back to the locals, it's like it works. It is so good. It works because... Her her voice, her tone of voice is so calming. Mm, like, it's yeah. so soothing to hear her speak. Now, it's funny. You, I love her voice. It's funny you said the word local because uh, before this, as you, as some of our viewers may know, I like to get, get on a little stationary bike action before we record. And this morning, the instructor um, made a comment and I was like, Oh my God, did you just watch new in town last night too? But he was like, he goes, you can't. And I want to get this right. Cause I kept repeating it to myself. So I wouldn't forget it. He said, you can't have a local mindset. Okay, you can't have a local mindset and expect global results. Oh my God. I was like, I literally, I, I literally was like, Renee, <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a local mindset and expect global results. He was saying this as he was like, get out of the saddle. And pedal faster. I would spend a long time <laughs> trying to unpack that and I still don't, not I get don't, anywhere. In the context of a stationary bike class, I really didn't understand what it meant. It, yeah, I don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, it's a very one-sided dialogue, but it felt like something that Renee Zellweger would have said in this movie. Can't have a local mindset, mindset and expect global world. results. She she is the global coming into the local saying, come on, guys, expand your horizons. Right. So I kind of get it. Right. But now. I think it's in, like going back to what we were just saying, it's important that she has this like effervescent charm because if she came into this town and was just like nasty rude, the movie would be like really hard to watch. <laughs> just like her yelling at local people to be like work harder. <laughs> I'm always, always on the lookout and beyond impressed when a when a movie star can come in and be kind of 
make the unlikable likable. Yeah. And I get like stressed out and sweaty thinking about having to do a job like that. Like come in and be like outwardly rude to someone. Yeah. Um, but she's like, I, I think it's justified and that's why I'm so on board for it. Like in the car when the woman is like, can I ask you a personal question? And Renee's <laughs> like, that's what you've been doing. It's biting and it could be seen as like rude or whatever, but it's like, she's got a point. And you know it. Oh, it's just when, she's good. When that lady was like, "What was she said? <laughs> have you found? Have name? you found Jesus?" And then Renee was like, "I didn't know it was missing." And then she laughs at her own missing. joke. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Ha ha ha ha!" Didn't know he's missing. That was so good too. Well, I just like what I. It's not too offensive. What I loved about the humor in this movie is that, like, what they couldn't do is they couldn't give her. Cameron Diaz physical comedy to do it would have been it wouldn't have worked now there is some physical comedy in this yeah there is some but like they don't I think it's the right level of comedy for her yeah no it's all they're not asking too much of our star it's all in the tone of Renee Zellweger which I that's what like a star brings to a movie too it's like she brings all of that to the movie yeah um yeah, because you could put a Cameron Diaz in this, but then you got to add more falls. Yeah, you would need to. You would need to add a little bit more. <laughs> got to tailor it. Yeah, got to tailor it to her star, and this is perfectly tailored, just like her little skirts are to her her body. Yeah, this is a good fit of a movie. I could only like I could only guess that maybe they thought this movie would do a little more and go a little farther, just based on Renee Zellweger, who is like I think at this point an Academy Award nominated actress. No, she's, then, she's already um, won for Cold Mountain. Right? Okay, yeah. So she's already won by this point. That was like point. 04. And then we've already talked about it, but like J.K. Simmons is in this and Francis Conroy. It's like, yeah, they really thought this was going to do something, you know, beyond this. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, I don't even understand my point. I don't even understand my point. Guess but... what? Neither do I. <laughs> no, I think, I, think I, know, I think I know what you're saying. I don't understand. He has no idea. I can't. Okay. I just got really distracted because my roommate just left and like slammed a door mid speech for me. So like I forgot my point. Okay. Well, hopefully the readers, the listeners can untangle that, that web of thought. But I just wrote at this point in the movie, I wrote, this is such a comforting format for me. I love how I know what this is going to be right away. This is going to be a fish out of water story, which I think. And works endlessly. It always it's works. Just, it always it works. Always works. Always, always give me a fish out of water. Fish out of water. <laughs> yeah, a, fi- a comforting fish out of water story for me. What's also um, it, it also doubly works because you know Renee Zellweger has Renee Zellweger the person has no idea where Minnesota is, <laughs> so she also was like, where are we and i think it was filmed in canada because it said yeah, it was, it's canada but like, let's call a spade a spade <laughs> but i could imagine that she got off the plane in canada and she was like, was like is it? <laughs> i like thinking like that you know it you know she thought that you know i like to think she's she's a smart actress she's like one of the ones that the shorthand for a renee character is like she's gonna be smart i think the same goes for sandra bullock yeah I think you plug Sandy in something and the shorthand is like lawyer. Um, so, and when, but you know, Renee, the actress could not know where Minnesota is. Couldn't know. Remains to be seen. And when she's there, she, she certainly gives that performance credibility because once she arrives, 
she, like you were saying, she insults the lady who picks her up in the car. <laughs> oh, Blanche, by the okay, way. Blanche. looked her up. <laughs> okay. So they go to her, her rental home, and it looks a little drab. They give her a little tour. They give her a little the tour. The heat works for now. The heat works for now. She asks where the switch is to turn the fireplace on. Oh, that was, that was so good. <laughs> Do you need help? Do you need us to tell you how to work the fireplace? I mean, I know I'm a city girl, <laughs> but I can work a fireplace. So it's like, beep, beep, beep. So where's the switch? So funny. Um, it works. It's perfect. And then they invite her Fish to dinner. They invite her to dinner, which is so sweet. Yeah, so sweet. And so she, sweet. Okay, this part was really... I, this is my favorite scene. This part was really funny. When she arrives with a jug of wine. <laughs> the jug of wine is so funny. This scene gave me major Bridget Jones diary vibes when she yeah. arrived and she um, gives them her coat and she's wearing like a short sleeve... Sweater. sweater and like the woman is looking at her like girl you're gonna be cold you might want to keep your jacket on and she refuses and then she goes to the bathroom well you see it you see it there you do. She's, like, are you sh-? she's like are you sure you don't need your coat you look a little cold and then the, the camera is like in a nice medium shot they're not like taking any pains but like then there's like two hard nips oh i was gonna say hopefully you could read between the lines but chanel just really spelled it no, out no i want to say it i want to say it this is my favorite scene in the whole movie it's so this funny the only it was really funny this is the only scene that i remember from like 10 years ago watching this and yeah, my siblings and I were like, this is a great, this is a great fucking That's movie. funny for a PG movie. <laughs> yeah, to have hard nips. Yeah, headlights are on. So it was. Oh, that's good. Headlights were on. I was going to, yeah. And the the comedic performance there on um, Blanche's face, Siobhan Fallon. Yeah. Oh my God. She's like, she's like giving us like the, the quick eyes up and down and her husband's doing it. Um, and then I love that Renee discovers it later herself. <laughs> yes. In the bathroom. It's in the bathroom. It um so uniquely fun. human. Then they sit down to dinner, and Renee insults even more people. <laughs> yes, all of them. She's like, "Why would you move here, Terry Conn Jr.?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I've been here about ten years." She's, "Why?" <laughs> Wait, I want to do this in my everyday life. Like, why? I want someone to be like, "Yeah, I've been in Brooklyn ten years," so I could just be like, "Why?" <laughs> such a good insult yeah and then she like she can't help but stick her foot in her mouth as like she like tries to force the preteen girl to say that she loves fergie at the dinner table even though she doesn't want my dad even though my dad won't let me like that i thought that was um another like nicely sexist touch (laughs) yeah it was it was very specific to to the music of the day that Fergie was the feminist icon. I mean, she still is. Fergalicious holds up. but Fergalicious, <laughs> definitious. It was just funny to hear a Fergie <laughs> reference. Yeah, one of the only things potentially dating this movie, and I still couldn't do it. Was the Fergie reference? Like, is this 2007? Yeah, I was like truly wondering. Yeah, I can't place when the Black Eyed Peas were at their Came peak. Came on the scene. Um. Yeah, I remember Fergalicious. And wait, is what's that song? It's like, this shit is bananas. That song too. But that's I mean, it doesn't matter. That's, that's Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. <laughs> that's, that's another catfisher of our... Well, okay, so I'm wrong, and I'll say it here on the pod that I thought that that was Fergie for like a split second, but they were po- those songs were popular at the same time. So... I Defend yourself. Why not? Go on record defending myself always. <laughs> yeah, but she insults everyone at the table, um, including who we're going to come to find out. Um, so Harry Connick Jr. He's there. Is the... 
he's the union rep we we come to find. He is the union rep. um, And conveniently, he's at the dinner. Conveniently. And no one told her that he's also the rep. No one told her. So she insults him within an inch of his life. Yeah. Thinking like, okay, I never have to see this clown again. Right. She's just doing her, she's just doing her, her welcome routine with the small town. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to show these people. Yeah. I love, I love the idea of a a routine where she like demonstrates her her superiority (laughs) to these Minnesota folks. Yeah. She, well, she was ready because she, she could defend her, her reasons for living in culturally rich Miami. Culturally rich Miami. (laughs) She's like, well... You know, to start, museums, the opera, ballet. I was like, oh, that's, not, Sun. that's not really what I think of Miami for, but. <laughs> oh, my God, this movie. So, okay. So then the next day she goes to work, right? For her first day. Yeah. She's off to the plant. Yeah. And I didn't know Blanche was going to end up being her, like, because because you're right. It is a little confusing what the company is in the beginning. So you you are trying to suss out who's who and, like. Why, like, what's their justification for getting Blanche and her in the office together? I didn't know Blanche was going to end up being her coworker. Right. Because when she first <laughs> touches nice. down in Minnesota, she's Blanche introduces herself as her. I'm like, why is this local just picking her up? She was like, um, oh, she, she doesn't really even introduce herself. She says, hi, I'm Blanche, whatever. And Renee yeah, Zellweger is like, oh, you must be my executive assistant. And Blanche is oh, like, yeah, I'm just yeah. a secretary. And when she said, like, like I'm just a secretary, I was like, is she a secretary, like a per diem secretary? Or is she like, yeah. is she her secretary? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't clear. I, she was just saying, like, it wasn't I thought clear she was off saying, I'm, I'm a secretary by trade. Yeah, that's what, what I, I thought she was saying. Yeah. So to see Blanche in the office, I'm like, oh, okay, well... It's one way to get them together. I mean, she's infinitely comedic, so I'm down for it. But yeah, that was like a slight. Yeah, and we had met no other secretaries, so I guess that if she had to have a secretary, this is the might one. Might as well be the one we've met. <laughs> but otherwise, might we well have to keep track of just multiple spent... secretaries. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It had to have been the one we've just spent like the last 15, 20 minutes of the movie <laughs> yeah. with. So, Still a brilliant job, um, structurally. Like I'm still on board. Oh, totally. Keep it all in the family. Well, she's there at the factory to have her Evita moment from the balcony as she ushers all the factory workers to gather together. <laughs> gather around. She's gather around, and she one of her another good little gag. One of her little stilettos goes right through the the yeah, holy the floor, mesh. and. <laughs> It's funny oh, it's, again. It's and funny, she just, and she's starting off. She's starting off from a weak position. Yeah, and they're all just kind of like this bitch, yeah, this clown, this clown. No way. What does she know? Yeah, we know they're all thinking like women, but they're not saying it. They're also thinking like, okay, based on the track record of the other managers, she'll be dead in a month. <laughs> she'll be gone soon. And they do. I would call this next section of the movie. It really is like testing. This is like the ne- this next thirty minute stretch is like let's test the new branch manager. You know. Yeah. Let's feel her out. Let's see. It's like when you're a new student, or rather, you're you're starting off the year, and you are well behaved for the first few days of school, and then like everybody mm-hmm. looks around to like see who's going to be the one kid who's going to test the teacher and see like <laughs> how far we can push them. It's big time substitute teacher energy, like the energy you direct at a sub, which I love. 
Yeah. I'm sure you hate as a teacher yourself. Yeah, it's it, you're right because they're not outright disrespectful, but they're they are not embracing her as their boss. <laughs> yeah, and in a fish out of water comedy, they're gonna test her like as locals do. You know, they're just gonna just see what she does and doesn't buy. Right. So what do they they like tell her that there's like they need to be off for Gopher Day? Right. Or well, first first they. Well, I don't know how Renee finds the bar, but she goes to a bar the first night where all the workers are and she ends up getting like super drunk. Oh, is this the drinking game scene? Yeah. Where they're all taking a swig every time she says a D word. Right. Every time she uses corporate language, all that everybody drinks around her. And that was so good. it was a cute scene. Renee thinks she's being endearing, but she doesn't get drunk. She she finishes her beer and then like trudges off. Oh, you know off. what? She's I'm like, thinking of the other scene. You're thinking of the car. I'm thinking of the yeah. almost death scene. <laughs> yeah, no, the almost death scene. That's like the climax of the movie. Yeah, no, this this front half is like let's test her. So they're gonna like say that they deserve off on Gopher Day, and she's gonna go along with it because you know she wants to be. She wants everyone on the team. Um, they're gonna tell her like. They, they do that drinking game around her. Stuff like that. Yeah. Cute. PG. PG. Just PG fun. But she... I wrote down, this is like a Lifetime movie or like a Hallmark movie. In the wrong... If you didn't cast these actors, if you cast like a, a B actor, this is a Hallmark movie. Yeah. It's this, it's this, it's, it's the structure. There's nothing new with the structure here. Mm-hmm. It's literally just fish out of water. And... Speaking of fishing, I guess maybe it's the next day she shows up to work and like no one's there. Oh, yeah. And is this when Blanche goes, um, the lake froze enough to drive on. So Stu made it a holiday. <laughs> is that that scene? That is. And Renee's like, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> so she whips that little Ford. Yeah. She, on the lake. she takes herself to the ice and she shuts it down. Yeah. And then she fires him. You're fired. She fires the foreman. Yeah, but he's like, that's all. That was also confusing to me because he's around the whole rest of the movie. He's around the whole rest of the movie, and he so like, is, he is rom- ex romantically linked to Renee Zellweger's town arch nemesis Flo, the diner waitress. <laughs> that waitress is putting in the work. Yeah, flow. Oh my god, that was, was another point where Renee was re- Renee was so rude too. She's like, um, you know, you don't get to I do my job and so you do your job. Now take my order. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's it's certainly interesting that like she's the rudest to another woman in town. Yeah, to another woman and like a, a trade worker. Yeah, like she's, a diner waitress no less. Oh, not a yeah, I didn't mean to say I had a trade worker's off, but yeah, you get it. Yeah, she 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 really picks and she's projecting a lot of her anxieties and anger onto Flo, but Flo dishes it right back. Yeah, Flo dishes it right back. Um, I feel like if I if I could lend a rewrite in the for today, I feel like her and Flo should connect. Flo should be like, I know, well, it's a man, like I, it's a real man's world out there. That was that was my gripe with the romance element is that because by the end of the movie, I think her relationships with like the female uh, characters in the town 
seemed to be stronger than her relationship with Harry Connick Jr. And it's like, it would have been a more interesting movie if there was no romance and she was just like building actual connections with people. Yeah, everything was just like dialed to a five. (laughs) I just, that's kind of just how I felt. It's like, yeah, her connection with Harry Connick is, is a five. It's like, okay, do we need this? No. She's more just I like also, taking care of him. She's not really like romancing I him. I know. I know. Well, yeah. And the PG nature of it too kind of like adds to it. Like I know when they're on the couch, I'm like, do they sleep together? No way. They just like kiss before Bobby comes home. They fooled around a little bit. They just fooled around. It is kind of like suggestive. He stands up and like buckles his belt. I'm like, oh, Ooh. you're right. Like Texas Sheridan. I I'm guess, like, yeah, you're right. For the more mature viewer, you could. Oh, I don't want to. Never mind. I don't want to think about. I don't. That. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. He's very. I also love. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I love how in movies like this, which I like cling to, I love how it's always assumed like that the the brooding single hot one in town automatically must be set up with like the new arrival. Like that's the trope. Right. Somebody, well, that was also a confusing part is that, okay, going all the way back to the beginning, they're like, you're going to go to Minnesota indefinitely? Like, she packs 19 pieces of luggage. Oh, I did have that. Like, I was like, how long is she going to be there? And she doesn't leave with the same amount of luggage, which was very confusing. No, 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 no. She sort of, after she gets there, she sort of just consolidates to one piece of luggage <laughs> yeah literally she's like a carry-on in a backpack when she goes home. <laughs> she really downsizes. she downsizes a lot but um well you know it's more conservative there we find that out a lot we do that we do because bobby's not allowed to listen to fergie she's, no no she's not allowed to listen to fergie justin timberlake and she um she's dressing like a pilgrim according to <laughs> Renee Zellweger when she's going to that dance. With the perm that her dad got her. Uh, Pilgrim, I've seen pilgrims in sexier outfits. <laughs> Classic line reading. Classic Renee. Renee. So good. Oh my gosh. I don't really know where to go because all these scenes are just like kind of blending together, bopping around. This is very just situational movie. Like each scene is just like a new fun little situation to put our fish out like to put our fish in yeah you know let's let's try her out over here let's try her out here um let's try her out um what are they hunting for well i think that i think that we like we can sort of peak in the middle because it's really right in the middle of the movie is Mm -hmm. her near-death experience and that's really where things change because you're right up until this point it's really like plug and play like let's put her here Mm -hmm. let's put her here so she goes out drinking she goes to the lake she struggles with the workers and like there's no um plot progression like nothing changes in the movie it's more just like here she is failing 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 and then one night she's driving where is she come i don't remember this is like the the middle of the movie she's it's kind literally of like, she's right it. in the middle of the movie yeah she's absolutely had it with these locals she's like that's it i'm done she's like i'm going back to miami so she packs just one carry-on right um oh okay she's gets, go- i forgot that she was trying to go home she she's like i, I was a little confused but i'm like okay is she quitting or what 
or maybe she just needed a break. I don't know. But she's like, she, you can hear her speak out loud. She's like, I'm going to Miami, like blah, blah, blah. Oh, that was a pretty good, Renee. Yeah, that was good, right? Yeah, that was pretty she good. She packs her up her suitcase, gets in that car. He didn't, readers at home, he did not think it was good. I did. I thought that was a good Renee. It's a hard voice to do. Not don't you think that it. she's, don't you always think that she's not from this country? I always think she's British. Yes. I thought she was British too, which is like a huge kudos to which her. Which I know is like not accent. my original thought. Like I know like millions of people think that Renee Zellweger is British, but like. <laughs> no, I have that Texas. thought too. <laughs> I always have to do that like second step in my brain. My The first step is like Bridget Jones diary. She's British. And step number two in my brain is like, nope. She's not. She's not at all. Anyway, okay, but so yeah. you're right. She's heading back. She packs up the car. She's like, I'm going, but it happens to be the, like really late at night, dark, can barely see your hand in front of your face. She starts driving. Or as we're led to believe, these are, this is just normal, normal min- Minnesota. Normal Minnesota weather. <laughs> anyway, normal. Second time I've also, interrupted you. <laughs> it's like, is it just about Christmas time or, yeah, it's pre-Christmas. So this is Minnesota in like Yeah, because we have November. a caroling scene coming up, but yeah. Yeah, the caroling's coming up where she kind of like turns it all around. She joins but, that street gang. So we're led right. to believe that this is like early December, late November Minnesota, which I don't know. Folk, you guys can fact check me. Is this Minnesota in November? That's right. Maybe we're, Comment. yeah, maybe we're, maybe we're having too strong a reaction. Maybe this maybe. is Minnesota. I'm ready to call myself out. So, you know, let me know. Yeah. But so she's driving and she dodges an animal in the road and runs herself off the road. And ends up like in a snowbank. Right. And this is scary. Right. Everything in the movie so far has been super light. Like mm-hmm. the biggest the biggest physical situation she's gotten herself stuck in is her stiletto being stuck in the floor. Like things have not really been that rough. Or like one morning she woke up and like the house was a little chilly. So she didn't want to take her comforter off. Um, yeah. But her... Little, sight, little tiny sight gas. Her car which is like a Ford sedan, didn't look like it had a four-wheel drive, goes careening into a snowbank, <laughs> and she's Definitely. stuck. She's stuck. Yeah. She's stuck, and she makes the decision to stay and um, Smart. just like, yeah, wait for help. I am a big old idiot. I was like, get out. Come on, girl. Me too. Start walking. I was like, get out. How far could you have driven? <laughs> and then she takes one of her sexy red negligees and puts it on the antenna and the as a sos flag Mm -hmm. and she waits it out waits it out with a bottle of wine yeah was this the wine from dinner i'm like where is she getting booze i whatever it we just it was in the car it was in the car yeah that's mm, yeah she has booze in the car and she's she gets to drinking yeah she gets to drinking and you know it's a real tense um it's a real tense time until our our knight in shining armor shows up who is none other than harry connick jr himself it's just a weird scene because like she could have died very easily (laughs) and he makes it known he He literally literally was like you're lucky to be alive he's like good thing you didn't walk you, people die that way, and I was like, I literally, I had an aha moment. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have walked. <laughs> yeah, like, if I was in that situation, I would... <laughs> I would have gotten out immediately. Immediately. <laughs> I would have started walking. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's that moment. It's the moment where you're you're an audience member just going like, oh shit, like good thing. Yeah, yeah. She's she knew she knew what to do. Yeah, yes, I definitely knew to stay in the car. Of course. Why would you why would you get out? Of course. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, so she gets rescued, but she's quite drunky. She's really drunk. And this is and it's fun. similar to your your astute observation about jogging scenes. Drunk acting for 30 mm-hmm. seconds is another hallmark of a star vehicle because yes. we we see her drunk acting and I really enjoyed her drunk acting. Mm-hmm. This might be my favorite, favorite. drunk acting thus, for, was kind thus far. Of, it was kind of sexy, you know? It was. And like She starts flirty. like letting slip. Uh, this is my favorite kind. Like Cameron's drunk acting was fun because she was like real like broken down giraffe like just kind of like lurching all over (laughs) but like Renee was more like slinky and more um flirtatious yeah it really fits with her whole vibe her whole energy and um she talks kind of slow to begin with so slowing down her slow voice was Mm -hmm. a treat (laughs) And the tone of her voice is like kind of sexy too. You got that right. And raspy, so it was nice. It was really nice drunk acting yeah. and a little t- a little bit of physical little, comedy. Little Roxy heart sits. in there. Little Roxy, yes. When she sits on the railing and he's like opening the front door to get her into her house, and she just flips over it. Fun, fun, <laughs> fun. loved it. <laughs> so fun. Hope there was a mat behind yeah. there. I think there was. Yeah, well, I would hope. Yeah, so that was super fun. This is like the turning point for her Big and the Minnesota point. crew. This is the p- the point where she's like, "Wow, okay, maybe there is more life. to this small town." That's what she. Classic. That's what she says in her head. That's what she's thinking inside. Yeah, she doesn't say it. She doesn't say it. She's thinking. But if you're paying attention, something has changed. Yeah, that's the subtext. And now we so. run through a bunch of scenes similar to like pre car crash of her building relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's, you know, it's going a little better. The one Ish. that I would have, I would never have entertained is the caroler scene. There's like a mob of Ugh. carolers on it's the like street. Boring. And no. who knocks on her door? Someone knocks that on her door and she opens so it. And norm- no, one's, no there. one's there. <laughs> and she doesn't say anything. She doesn't say, hello? <laughs> Where, Where are, are you? you? I can... Or, or what I would always do, not always do, this has never happened to me, but what I would say is I would say, I can see you. <laughs> so they would have to come out. So they Did you ever play Manhunt in like backyards? Uh, I, have I ever played Manhunt? Okay, so my fear is I like the game, but I, w- I would always get way too scared. So when it was my <laughs> job to be the, hunt- the huntress going after the men, <laughs> like... I'm writing that one down. When it was my turn... And because that's scary because you're alone, right? And you have to go in the dark yeah. and find people in your neighborhood. I hate being the and sometimes huntress. and sometimes, as you know, like sometimes you have home field advantage and you're playing in your yard, but sometimes you're playing in like your your neighbors' yards that you're like maybe not as familiar with, like as you're walking mm-hmm. around. So like you don't really know like where all like the 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 tips and whatever are that's what i was gonna say the the divots in the back you don't know where like the holes in the lawn are the sticks so whenever i would be the (laughs) the hunter i would i would just like literally walk around people's backyards be like i see you oh i see you (laughs) see you and nine times out of ten these people would like jump out oh 
I was like, these idiots, every time. You're such a troll. Oh, there you are. <laughs> I literally just stood in the backyard the yelling it. <laughs> I was like, how do I get out of the... Because as you know, once you get one person, then you, then all... you have a walking buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, needed, I, I just needed to get one person. <laughs> this is the biggest power move I've ever heard coming from the most scared like little package. Yeah, I. it was like... You're like petrified and you want a walking buddy. So you're literally just going like, to be like power. Well, I it was see like, you, come out. It was like, I didn't want to miss out on like the reindeer game, so to speak. I didn't want to like not be included in the manhunt. But I also like was way too scared to play <laughs> my cheeks hurt this is so funny also it's like pitch black outside pitch so black is... and then like oh, as you... and you're like i see you and then you don't and then sometimes like a car would drive by and i would literally be like <gasps> headlights <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you, man is so scary i think i have trauma so much trauma and it was like there were for us this was pre-cell phone so like you couldn't like communicate with anybody if you needed to end the game or if you wanted to like tell people like hey i'm actually having like a really hard time emotionally right now so if we could just go to the next round that would be great you had to find everyone <laughs> that line of communication was like unavailable to us and then there's no and way then on the reverse on the reverse uh, i didn't like either role so if i was hiding i would always like look to the person next to me like hey you you want to hide together? <laughs> and they'd be like, they'd be like, no, like you're no. gonna get, give it away. <laughs> because like, if I was hiding and I saw and I knew the person was like nearby, I would always like rustle the leaves to be like over here. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get found? I get found right away. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. This is so funny to like to come to light now. So anyway, she joins the carolers. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> No one's at the door and yeah. she joins the carolers and she she gives us a smile as they're singing their songs to let us know that she's at peace. Mm -hmm. And she joins them. She joins them. At some point. Harry Connick Jr. is there. He is, he is nearby in the circle and she flashes a big smile. Mm -hmm. L literally, that's it. Like this scene... I understand. I, I get it. I get why it's there. I'm like, okay, next. Yeah. And then. Can we move on to the next round, please? And then she bonds with her secretary by yeah. really force feeding um, tapioca pudding in her mouth. Oh, okay. So this is where I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Have you ever had tapioca pudding? Yeah, absolutely. I love tapioca Wh pudding. Okay. I've had rice pudding. That's different. It doesn't taste the same? No. No, no, no. What? Really? Yeah, they're totally different products. Oh, okay. Well, I like both. I like both. I'll say that. I really would like to go. Get I like some rice pudding today. more. But me too. Tapioca from Cozy Shack. Yeah, tapioca is 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 pretty good. But there's, I think there's a limit to how much pudding <laughs> one should be consuming. One, one can eat. And the scenes where Renee is like sitting at a table and she's like eating out of a trough of like yeah out of the trough of pudding with <laughs> just her her, her I, I was just gonna like, say me myself and I I was just like ah I don't know how many how much tapioca pudding I could eat 
yeah the, Blanche sends her home with that like ginormous like bowl of it and then Renee comes back and she's like I'm just returning your bowl um transferred it to another container I, I didn't eat the I didn't eat it all in one sitting or anything I was like <laughs> okay I was like that would yeah I would classic. better hope not <laughs> disgusting <laughs> Yeah, the same way I was like, yeah, I wouldn't have gone walking in the car and I totally would have gone walking. I was like, yeah, sh- I wouldn't have eaten it all. Would have. Oh, I for sure would have too and gotten really sick. I don't know. I don't know when enough's enough when it comes to pudding. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, did is the hunting trip coming up now? Like, yeah. things are starting to turn for her. I like. I I have the sense that we've jumbled the order of the events, but we've we've located them to the proper first half or second half. And the hunting scene <laughs> is is in this area, and she goes, um, what are they hunting? Yeah, like pigeons or something. No, like a bird. Some How about bird. that? A bird. They're hunting a bird. It's a bird, but it's like they said something to be funny. That's right. They gave it a specific. That's right. And she goes along and is wearing says, this bizarre outfit. He says, like, wear something you can get dirty. Oh, She's, yeah. She repeats into the phone, like, wear something dirty. And I'm like, oh, great. Can't wait for this little mix up. Can't wait for her to show up in like a slinky dress to like this hunting trip. But no, she doesn't. Yeah. And um, he puts her in like a jumpsuit. Yeah. He puts her in a, a jumpsuit, little jumpsuit. With, a little, with a little bathroom slot in the bottom. And <laughs> so she, fun. Uh, you know, she's there for 10 minutes and she's already got to go to the bathroom. Of course. Yeah. Got to pee. Duh. Of course. And yeah, she goes to go take care of it and um, she, the zipper doesn't come down. No, it's a hard area to reach. Well, you, I mean, you guys can figure out where it would be. And she tries. She tries the front one. Like she tries she the tries. one of her neck. She gives, she gives it a good down. effort. I think she's wearing mittens, which is hard. You're basically like a cat. Like you can't really open, can't really use <laughs> your, your fingers. Like a cat. And yeah, so then she she phones in for help from Harry Connick Jr. She's like, hey, I need the trap door open. Yeah, let's get this going here. And that's another fun little sight gag. He holds her like horizontally from the back. It was, to he try gets, to get it for somebody who is like so conservative, he gets real handsy real quick with her. Fast. And like at one, at when he breaks the zipper, so then he cuts a hole right yeah it's it's because this is a pg movie the frame is high the frame is at her shoulder yeah you don't see anything you don't know what's going on you have no idea he breaks the zipper so you're like okay what did he do so i'm like did he rip open her ass pocket i have no (laughs) idea but he glances down and he's like are you wearing a thong and i'm like what what can you see what why would you look if okay okay if he could see that then he is implying that she she is just wearing this old this is her only layer of clothes and now he's cut a hole in it yeah she's gonna freeze there should be like a shirt and a long john yeah something an underwear long john or maybe like maybe she has a jean on but something it was very weird tear through not only the outer layer jumpsuit, but her like her khaki slacks. Right, and instead of saying something like, "Oh, you're being really inappropriate," or "Please don't do that," she goes, "You said something inappropriate." <laughs> Does she say? She that? said, "You said something 
dirty. Oh, she said you, she, she repeats his line. You said, wear, wear something dirty. And he goes, I said something you could get dirty. So that was what she did then. She wore the jumpsuit and a thong and that's it. It was very confusing. I think it's like, I wasn't invested at all in the romance. So this scene. So I didn't care. This scene, I was like, I was like, what are we doing? Because here's the thing. In typical like movie script fashion, when someone repeats a line like that, you're like, pay attention to that. Right. So she's like, something dirty. And you're like, okay, I can't wait for that to come back later. And then it comes back like that in like her under, in her underwear choice that he yeah. shouldn't have seen. Like, it's just weird. It was... But We're supposed to infer I'll... now that they're even more, <laughs> they're even more into each other, I think. Yeah. Well, the dance scene has already happened, and they like right, or they had their hookup. Yeah, right. They they they've already had yeah. a night together where there, as we've mentioned before, there was an ambiguous level of of um, action. action, whether it was yes. just a kiss, whether they ha- held hands, or something more sinister. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So I mean, after this. The movie is just like I'm like okay, can we wrap it up? Well, we think um, we think we're heading towards a real positive conclusion because everything is going well, and then she gets she gets word from from Miami that she's got to come back, mm-hmm. and this time yeah, she doesn't cool. get stranded in a snowbank. She makes the plane, she comes mm-hmm. back to Miami, and she finds out that. Uh, the plant is no longer functional. It's worth it's worth more dead to them than alive. Right. So they're like, we're killing the plant. We're going to kill the plant. And in the meantime, Blanche has found her like rudimentary list of layoffs. Right. In um, Which looked like Renee's everyone. Desk drawer. It looks like she just wrote everyone's name down because <laughs> there were like 300 names on the <laughs> list. <laughs> it literally looked like the whole company. <laughs> I mean, there were objectively 40 people that worked at this factory. Like in I know. And the, I know. the list of people that she was going to fire was... 40. <laughs> at least, if not three times, the number of people... In the, she was going to fire people that didn't even work at the factory. <laughs> based on her, I knew her calculations. The extras casting director was a little short that day. Yeah. So they were like, we don't have enough. <laughs> right. They were like, oh, we'll do that thing where we like film 40 people, but then we like... We make it seem like there's a hundred people there. We just repeat their bodies, but yeah. they didn't do that. Fill it in, fill it in in your brain. And she's like, yeah, she's so like, she's... no, no. That's my Renee. <laughs> good performance. This is a real town. That's a good Renee. It's a real town. I know. I've started to come around to these people. The fish out of water has started to drink the water. Started to drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, she's she's, she's drunk on, on Minnesota. Drunk on Minnesota. The people have imprinted on her. They've endeared themselves to her. And she's like really starting to come around. And um, we come to find out, which is a nice touch, that her father oh, this was is nice. of like this, yeah, of this like working class background. Like she thought her father was like some CEO of the plant. Turns yeah. out he was one of the, one of the, the, the normies just working at the plant. Yeah. So that was like her nice little I like little the backstory that like, sh- like it humanized her reason for wanting to be where where she is mm-hmm. and not Why she wanted to be CEO and not that she just like wanted to be a an executive like it it came yeah. from a real place i like that and when she comes back to minnesota 
this was like, uh, this was a real acting moment when she is talking with the secretary lady on the porch. I thought Renee, Blanche. whatever, Renee delivers her best acting in the movie when she is like talking to her and like explaining um, that they're yeah, going to close. Yeah, it's really sweet. It felt very real. It felt super real, like major props, because that can feel really, um, what's the word, like rehearsed, like overdone, um, not not real. Because <laughs> literally the beats of the scene were, we're closing the plant, you're going to get fired. But like, it felt yeah. a little bit more special than that. It just felt <laughs> not not cliche because yeah. I kind of groaned as we're approaching this moment I'm like oh great this is that point in every movie like this where it's gonna be like but I'm different like I really like you guys like it's different and they're like you don't care about us you never did care about us they took pains to make it really not cliche because um yeah there's that list that she made that's incriminating yeah but you know that it wasn't really about that. It was kind of about corporate closing. Corporate closing really eclipsed that list. Really let her off the hook. Let's just say. Right, right, right. <laughs> she didn't really have to answer for her well, actions. Well, there. She, she literally just... was like, "If you think that list is bad, guess just, just wait." wait. <laughs> she literally yeah. says like a line, either that specific line or something, or something similar. Like <laughs> so the town yeah. has gotten word that um, not only was Renee going to personally fire everyone. But now Renee's boss is going to fire everyone, so, <laughs> which I guess is worse. I don't know what's Just worse. add fuel to that fire. I don't know. So then um, uh, she is kind of moping around town and she opens her fridge and she takes out the tapioca. And this was a cool moment because in the same, in the same moment that... Renee has a light bulb, like, aha moment. I did too. I was like, I ah! have it too. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh <laughs> my God. My favorite thing when a movie can do that. I'm for telling me you, I didn't, moment. I didn't see this. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. They said tapioca a bunch, but like. They said tapioca no less than like 200 times in this movie. And I guess there I, was I some do. foreshadowing, but like, I really wasn't picking up what they were putting down. I felt like a real dummy because you're right. I took the ride. And then this morning when I was doing my reskim of the movie, they say tapioca in the first minute of the film. Yes, they do. They're like, she's like, no tapioca for you ever since your heart problem. Yeah. And they talk about the tapioca so many times. Yeah. They talk, they talk about the tapioca and then Renee... Um, Renee calls a, a team meeting and she is wearing a sensible skirt and a nice blouse. And she's like, she's like, this is it. And she's like, not only, she's like, not only are your jobs on the line, but my career is on the line. So we, we (laughs) got to make this work. I didn't buy that her career was on the line. Like, isn't she fine? She just goes back to Miami. Yeah, it was sort of a weird like motivation. It was like, yeah. not only are you guys going to lose your jobs, but I might lose my job too. And that would suck. <laughs> so let's get to work. It's like it's it's sweet. She had to like align herself with everybody, and at this point it's really nice because they trust her. It's like they finally trust her. Yeah. They they She's trust her. She's not like the big bad corporation. She's not the face of the enemy at this point. She's an ally. Yeah. And she wants to help them save the plant. And how they're going to do it is they're going to market 
and sell Blanche's world-famous tapioca pudding. Right. And in the same speed that Jennifer Lopez comes up with an all-in-one skincare product, they redo the entire factory and figure out how to produce tapioca pudding. And then 30 seconds later, it's on the shelf. And... Yeah. Well, not not without... Some issues. Oh, there are some hijinks in the factory. The tapioca. There's a little bit of a, a little bit of a tapioca fight, if we will, in the factory. Yes, which, which led me to another question I have for you. Have you ever had a food fight break out in school while you were there? There, okay, there was. I have to. There was one. I wasn't a part of it, but it was in middle school. Uh, Me too. Middle school's like prime, prime um, for it. It sounds so stupid to say now, but there was like, there was like a table of like, I guess what you would consider or not, not, let me rephrase what they would consider themselves to be as like the popular girls who all sat together and like some of the other girls who like didn't like them for whatever reason, one day, like all stood up and threw food at them. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like a two table food fight between the two. It was like girl and girl crime. We had the most world famous food fight in my seventh grade lunch period. It was the whole cafeteria erupted. And oh my God, it's like you never think that that's going to happen to you. And it does. It was nice. It was real nice. Okay. That was my little addendum. But yeah, they have a little tapioca food fight, but you're right. It's a movie. So three tries later, it has to be on the shelves. Like we got to get this product. Also, there's like literally 10 minutes left in the movie. Yeah, yeah, we don't have time. So they get it on the shelves, and wouldn't you know, the factory is saved. The factory is saved, and the the corporation is thrilled with Renee, and... Yeah, they're thrilled with how the tapioca is testing. They're not even like, they're not even like, let's wait. They're like, no, it's testing locally per- so well, let's get it out there. yeah. And as a reward, they are going to pull Renee back to Miami. Yeah. They're like, good job setting these locals up for success. Um, Come home. Come home, girl. Yeah. They give her a promotion. She's like VP now or something. Right. I don't know. Right, right, right. It's, again, I still don't really understand the company. So... (laughs) And again, there's 10 minutes left in the movie. But um, she... Wait, so they decide that they're going to do what with the factory now? It's going to be a tapioca. Oh, No, oh, this so isn't the she, end, though. She comes back to Miami, and then they're going to close it again? They're, Is that true? They're either going to close it, or they're going to sell it to someone I can't remember but I guess yeah for whatever well, reason the the company is 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 in danger again no longer wants to be involved with the factory let's just say that I don't remember why mm-hmm. either they they want to sell it or they want to take the recipe and like produce it somewhere else I can't remember yes is that it? okay yeah they want to they want to take it they want to sell it off like that little branch off right. to someone bigger and like the integrity of the recipe is like no longer going to be there. Plus, like these these folks are like not going to have the same boss that they've always answered to. Right. So it's like a sad day again. Yeah, they they basically yes. want to absorb okay. it into a larger thing and be like, they because their mm-hmm. whole thing is robotics. They they want to get the robots in there. 
But um, mm-hmm. and Renee's like, this is this is it. I've had it with this. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm going I'm home. I'm coming back to Minnesota. Back to Minnesota. Home. Home is no longer Miami. And she fam. struts in with these black and white pumps, and all we see are the shoes, and we hear the click clacks, and we know. We know. We know it's Renee. Blanche knows. Blanche looks up, and we just hear like Harry Connick is in his union head office, and he doesn't see her. He doesn't see her. He just hears, hears the click clacks. Hears it. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. It's real powerful. And she has a little crate that she puts down in the center of the work of the the room. She gets on her. She stands up and she has her up. her Norma Ray moment, and she's like, "Well, what does she say?" She says. <laughs> She tells them. You you guys couldn't see Steven, but he was so confident up until. Well, then I was moment. like, okay, she says. Oh, I remember. What I remember. Does I remember. She say? I remember. She says, well, she gives, she, she does classic bad news first. She says, bad news, <laughs> we're shutting down. <laughs> and, uh, and then she says, but, 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 but. She says, I've, I've rallied a group of investors, including yours truly to mm-hmm. buy, buy, buy the play. factory. And then she goes, and guess what? I'm going to be the CEO. I was like, this girl, I could not with her right now. She, it's so funny. She doesn't literally say guess what, but it is the guess what energy. It's that pause and like, and I'm going to be the CEO. It was so like, <laughs> huh? Like, <laughs> I was like, this she is how we she, got into all the trouble in the all. first place. Like, <laughs> Your ambition, lady. Sit down. This is a take a seat. This, okay, this is a really niche reference, and I don't know. You, I I doubt you'll understand, or you'll you'll, oh, you'll remember. Okay, well, try me. Okay, on the Real Housewives of Orange County. And, oh, there's no way I'm gonna. <laughs> okay, this is there's this, no this is like season two. But Vicky Gumbelson, um, in the first season, in the first episode of the season, she's driving to her daughter's apartment with a brand new Mercedes. And she drives up to the apartment. And it's like a really iconic scene. And she honks the horn, honks the horn. And her daughter comes out and her daughter starts crying. And Vicky's like, this is your new car. This is your new car. She's like, do you love me? Are you so happy that I did this for you? And then her daughter's like, oh my God, are you serious? This car is for me? And Vicky, Vicky goes, yes, I signed the lease and you're going to make the payments. <laughs> this very much had that energy where it was like, she was like, you guys are still going to work these jobs, but I'm going to be the boss. <laughs> same pay, same, same pay. everything, same. no overtime. And then she was like, but she was like, if you guys work, she was like, if you guys work hard enough, we could, we could buy it back in a few years. I was like, yeah. what snake oil are you selling these people? Like, <laughs> I want, I want a new in town number two. I want a new in town too, yeah. because it was a real nice um, idea. It was a nice they would gesture. All buy it You're back. right. Nice gesture. You know what? And this is the kind of PG movie where you leave it going, yeah, they they bought it back. Like you, you're supposed to leave with yeah. that. But you know, in classical, like in classic millennial dread fashion, I'm like, they didn't fucking. Buy they didn't it. buy it back. You know that. <laughs> they perfect. And this is 2009. Like this is this is the this is the 2008 recession aftermath. Like it's definitely mm-hmm. a message for the times that like. If you're down yeah. on your luck, just wait. Renee Zellweger might come to your town and she might buy your factory and potentially sell it back to you at a premium in five to 10 years. <laughs> so just wait. 
She says at the end of her speech too, like we're going to be like the first or we're going to be a company that owns all facets of like production or whatever. And so my question to you is at the end when Blanche receives that check in the mail of tapioca royalties for $250,000, is that only possible if you own all the means of production? So are we let to believe that they did buy the plant? Or is Blanche always entitled to her royalties no matter what? Unclear. Great question. Great question. We Thank we you. don't we don't drill down into the organizational structure, the business plan, the financial compensation structure of of the company enough for me to answer that yeah, question. Not enough. Um, but you know what? Not important because. But if I was, who's if, in the crowd? Oh, Harry Connick Jr. Now, here's the problem. <laughs> if I was an employee, okay, so he kind of sneaks forward and he goes, mm-hmm. he goes, slinks forward. He goes, like uh, are you prepared to run this idea by the head of the union? Yeah. And she goes, yeah. And he like walks they... up to her and he says something inconsequential and then they kiss. kiss I was like, that's really the whole everyone. point of having a union is that you're supposed to have a little separation of church and state. I would say it's time to hold an election and get a new leader because the union, get a new union rep. the new, the union rep cannot be making out with the boss with this new CEO. That's the, the whole new point. Owner. I was like, Oh, you still are new in town. You don't get it. Oh my God. I just was so like, would you kiss in front of, all those like I would hide this relationship honestly yeah Ta- use it to your keep it use away. it to your advantage and just like uh-huh. steal steal away in the in the in the background and yeah steal away in the break room but like don't be doing it is there just the really room. rocky this is rocky foundation to build a company let me just say that <laughs> like I said I definitely want a new in town too yeah still new where, still new where old town <laughs> a good one that's really good yeah this movie is just fun i think and that's they the play end us out. that's the end by the way that's the end they play us out on like i think a carrie underwood song and it's just real nice yeah and um this is the moment in time the first moment where i go is harry's accent southern in this really i can't even i can't even can't... draw up a auditory memory of what he sounded exactly. like I was going to say, I'm like, I debated bringing this up because I cannot point to a, another moment in the film where I can remember what he even sounds like. But I know he doesn't have the strict Minnesota sound that everybody has. No. He's different. No, 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 no. And, you know, if you do watch this, folks well, at home. Well, that's why, because he's not from Minnesota, right? He's not from Minnesota. He's He's been there for 10 years only. And he felt like he didn't want to uproot his daughter. Right. But this is the And also, the not, to say, not to like say it, but like... Another hallmark of a star vehicle, dead mom. Oh, yeah. His wife is dead. Mm-hmm. And we know that because he looks at his daughter and he goes, you look just like, <gasps> and then cut. Anyway, go ahead. You're right. You're right. That goes on the list. Add it to the list. Yeah. I'm trying to think if we're missing any star vehicle moments, but okay. Uh, I, I only brought up the Harry Connick Jr. accent to be like the this is you don't want the last frames of your movie for me to suddenly question your accent for the whole movie i was like wait what right like now 
I'm going to ask, where are you from? So that was just fun. That was just fun. And I, I kind of suspected you would feel the same, which is I have no auditory memory of him speaking. Not this whole one week. bit. And like <laughs> even, his, even his face is very much like a blurry watercolor. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. <laughs> Could not pick him out of he, a lineup. Oh, he creeped me out in this. Yeah, I just I think, think he has a lot of growing up him. to do. And I think that I think that he needs he needs more support than he thinks he needs because then this town can give him. Yeah, I think it's time for him to leave. I think it's time for him to go somewhere else because they should both go to Miami. Yeah, they should. I mean, she has a great apartment, so I would just go back to it's Miami. Beautiful, and take the daughter. <laughs> yeah, take the daughter if you want, <laughs> or leave take her. Your kid. Leave her to run the tapioca business. Take your kid if you want. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and like, okay, that's it. So that's new in town. This was a really wonderful experience. I'm so glad that I... Ooh. Is that here? Yeah, what is that? Construction? Weird. Sounds like a spaceship took off. Um, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, do you have anything final to say? I think that the, my last note, I want to to be that... Renee Zellweger is a star. And Uh, I really hope that people give her the credit that she deserves. And this movie really solidified the unique energy that only Renee Zellweger is able to bring. Because I haven't felt this comfortable with a character in any of the movies we've done so far. Yeah, Renee really is on a plane of her own. We we talk about, like, I'm trying to remember now our repertoire, but I just know that, like, if you've got an Oscar, mm-hmm. you're really in another, you're on another, oh, I can't speak today. It's, you're, it's another playing field, and she is so good and so grounded, and it was a real pleasure. That's all I have to say. It was a real pleasure to listen to her. Yeah. Um, I wish she would do more animated films because I would love to listen to her more. Oh yeah, she could. Re- I know she was in Shark Tale. Oh. I I love that minute. movie. It's been a minute her. since I touched down with Shark Tale. <laughs> been a quick minute. Yeah, she's just too good. She's really good. Um, you probably could have plugged other stars into this role, and then you just you just given yourself something different, a different flavor. Yeah, and I really liked her flavor. You on could this. have plugged a different star in, but. It would have been tough if they didn't have the soft energy that Renee has because then then she would have been too mean and then the movie really wouldn't have worked. Yeah, because like I'm thinking back to Cameron Diaz's role from last week where she's mean to grandma a lot and Cameron Diaz would bring like a really, would, have, would bring a quirk to this and she'd be good at the biting moments and I'd even buy that she's like a, a CEO um, but I almost think Cameron would be, she would she would just be goofier and it would be different, not better or worse, different. Right. I would I would I would not be opposed to seeing a new in town starring Cameron Diaz. It just would have been a different movie. Just different movie. Yeah, I think when we first started this podcast, I had this idea that you couldn't replace like the star vehicle is like you can't just put anyone here. It wouldn't. 
like it would be impossible and that's not true what is true is that each of these people come with like this package yeah. these people well these you're people, right i think i think if you each of these stars come with a, a package a shorthand yeah and i just love renee's shorthand right. i just love it maybe She's maybe you could replace it with another star but certainly not yeah. a normal yeah like our original thesis if you will when we were kind of figuring out what this pod was was that like a star vehicle is like immovable you can't replace these people and um it could they could only be replaced with another star and i still like that idea but um yeah that you can change them out and it just becomes a different movie and it's fun and it's and boy was this fun but boy was this fun i have to tell my sisters i watched this yeah thank you so much renee so much for listening thank you renee oh yeah we always thank Thank the stars i'm so sorry Okay, wait, I'm going to shut up and you do the thank yous to the star. To the only star. Thank you, Renee Zellweger. Yes. That's thank it. you, Renee Zellweger. <laughs> Just you for this movie. We appreciate you. We love you. And I am so good. I have nothing more to say on New in Town. Definitely check it out if you haven't. Check it out. Thank you, everybody, All for right. listening. Thank you for Thanks subscribing. For thank you. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Rate review if review is too much just rate it's a quick click Mm -hmm. five stars yeah five four the four star and below doesn't work so it's only the five five star otherwise it doesn't Mm, work yeah the four and below not gonna work for me so yeah anyway (laughs) all right bye everyone bye steven bye everybody 